This one's for the culture. Me and wifey in the room thinking of a master plan Thinking how we can influence the culture from where we stand Knowing that our steps are ordered by the master's hand Still ten toes down, we ain't switching up the stance The mission of this music ain't just... And welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to episode 15 of The Bond Chronicles I am the lovely, gracious, uh, enjoying this summertime that we are in Host... Mr. Ray Bond on Twitter and at Mr. Bond Chronicles on Instagram. And I am here with my host who is off screen. <laughs> Mrs. Bond Chronicles on Instagram. Ms. Bond Chronicles on Twitter. That was actually smooth. It was. Yeah. I'm surprised. Um, just had to get her off camera for us to get that clear. <laughs> uh, so for our YouTube people, uh, you will see something a little differently, which is perfectly fine. Um, for everyone else, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for continuing to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, thank you for giving us your time and attention. Um, so we had a bunch of big news that came out, uh, by the time that we recorded this, that, uh, we're going to get to. So first off. Uh, we want to give a RIP to Earl Simmons. His album has been out, I believe, a week or two now, and because of yeah, the, like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so because of last week's episode, we did not get a chance to speak to the album, um, our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions in it. Um, and since then, we've actually had a couple other albums come out. And although we are not by any means a music podcast, we do enjoy music, and we do tend to report big events and so especially for music artists that we like people yeah. that we like should, other people should get on the wave i guess yeah, yeah, yeah uh so to that point uh we're going to review a couple things and then get into some other stuff uh that i think is relevant for uh today's episode so first um the album dmx's album review my first question was how much was done while it was with us, and then how much was done afterwards, because this seemed to come out very quickly after his passing, so I would like to believe a lot of this was already done, and there was just some final touches. Uh, I know the internet didn't love it, uh, definitely not as much as I did. I really appreciated it. I enjoyed it, um, but the internet had some feedback feeling like it was rushed, I didn't really get that feel. Um, I thought I was gonna say because the verses was last year. His verses was last year, yeah. and ever since then, like there's been like rumors that he was working on an album, but then you saw proof that he was working on an album, and so I would say maybe they pushed the release date up. Just because, you know, they pushed it up because he was probably already going to release it this year. Mm. But I, I feel like the album was done before he died. Um, <clears throat> so I know in just, again, using the internet, reading things, there was uh, the thought <clears throat> that, you know, typically people go back and fix, tweak things. Um, and obviously that opportunity may not have been there, but... <clears throat> Overall, I liked it. I thought the album cover uh, or artwork was pretty straightforward. Um, it was just X with uh, his tattoo uh, of Exodus 1-7. So 
for me, that was thought-provoking as to why that was the album cover. And so when I went and I read what scripture this was, it says... You didn't know it by heart? No. Not <laughs> at all. I'm just messing. Um, it says, but their descendants, the Israelites, had many children and grandchildren. In fact, they multiplied so greatly that they became extremely powerful and filled the land. <clears throat> so in learning about the plethora of children that DMX had and his mindset and ideology, I thought that was a fitting, one, tattoo for him to have, and then two, for that to be so prevalent on the album cover considering his untimely passing. So, getting into that, oh, did you have anything on that? No, I, I, I thought the album cover was dope befitting of him it's similar to his other um album covers so i liked it great so getting into the album uh 12 songs uh pretty i believe pretty quality uh content uh from that perspective uh it started with a locks intro uh, which had everyone on it i thought everyone did what they were supposed to do, uh, gave us that old Locks vibe. I will say this whole album had the feel of old DMX. It's yeah, it was very nostalgic to listen to, and not just because he recently passed away, but just I mean, throughout the whole album from the start to finish, like it was old DMX. It wasn't him trying to fit in with what the new people were doing. It wasn't him trying to change to, you know whatever it was dmx and i appreciate that uh i agree so <clears throat> given who he chose to work with and i'll get into that a little bit i wasn't sure kind of what the feel would be uh there was some a, a nice variety um with some older artists some more younger current artists and so he started off with obviously the the locks intro with everybody on it hit hard. Then he followed that up with a Jay-Z and Nas song. I personally thought Nas's verse was the best on that song. Uh, for me, I think which was a good rebound for him considering most people felt like Jay-Z's verse was the verse on the Khaled album that most J people talked about. J8 on that song. He did. <laughs> uh, like Nas's verse was good, but even we saw like... Like I think on yeah, Instagram, Jay Nas heard the vo verse and then he called Jay and was like, "Dang, I I, I want to redo my whole thing now." <laughs> so I agree. I think, and that I think that's just Nas's not mo because he gets a lot of respect. Facts. But I think there's a lot of times in certain situations I feel like he gets overlooked, and I personally thought he went with Jay just as fine on that song. Fact. Jay's verse had the more memorable B, other B, and then another B, which I guess was the, the talking point from that verse. Um, but I thought Nas' verse was solid. Uh, but on this song, I thought Nas's was most memorable for me. Uh, then we followed that up with a Wayne verse, which I definitely didn't anticipate. Yeah, I didn't either. And, and it was it was a good Wayne verse. And so, go ahead. Because <laughs> we, we just had this whole mm -hmm. discussion. Yes, we did. Yes, we <laughs> we did. just had this whole discussion about Wayne. That's not his bag anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And he 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 did his thing. Like I was very happy. Um, I hope this is a sign of more things to come. Uh, it seems as though now that he's not under the pressure of the deal with baby, that he's about to flex a little bit. And mm-hmm. I am here for the flexing. Absolutely. So we've definitely seen more and more Wayne. He's been popping up a lot of different places, and he is holding his own, to say the least. Uh, next, another surprise for me was Moneybag Yo uh, was on the song, and I don't have the track listing here, but it was the fourth song. Um, I thought the hook on this song was really solid, uh, really engaging. But I think when this was the first, no, outside of the intro, but this was where I feel like X excel. He had an artist that, like Jay-Z and Oz don't rap about the, same the stuff that DMX yeah. does. They did at one point, they no longer do. So I feel like this was a good play off of one another, even though Moneybag's obviously a newer artist and from a different, really, generation. Yeah. But the content was still, it bounced off of each other well. Um, I, was, I wasn't surprised, I guess, knowing the relationship, obviously, that Swiss and Alicia have. So to have her on this, I think she was the only female, female artist, feature uh, on this. <clears throat> Um, I thought the song was okay. The intro had it is nice. It came in pleasantly. Um, but for me, it was the lyrics of the song that really resonated with me. Um, DMX, and for me, this was kind of a transition in this album, out of kind of the harder stuff into maybe. More of a softer, more more reflective, a, a reflective, emotional aspect, um, and so I thought she did okay. I don't know if this is yeah, is she, who she is now or I don't know. Like I listened to it and I didn't really feel like she didn't really give me anything. She didn't. Um, like it was nice to hear her voice, I guess, and the you know the sound of her soft voice against his rough one. I don't know, but like. They could have put someone else on the song, and I would have been just as happy. Right. Um, so I don't know, and so that kind of speaks to the point of, obviously, in his passing, it seems like by all accounts, Swiss Beats had kind of like final approval, and I could see. Well, no, I, I won't even say that because I like the song, I like X on the song, but to your point, they could have swapped Alicia with. A number of people, and I think the song would like have been... Jasmine, I think would have possibly done the um, song a little more. She's got more. I mean, if we're that, doing mm. big names, we could have went with a lot of people. Her, SZA, Jasmine. I mean, there's a lot of people that, considering where we had been as far as like top tier artists and features. Yeah, Alicia but wasn't... I'm I'm just thinking the, the like you said the lyrics of the song. Um, just the way that the passion that Jasmine brings to a lot of her music. Yeah. Uh, she did the but the smoking gun with Jada Kiss a few years back. Yeah. And Jasmine doesn't live that life, but she <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't well, her live last that. Album, life. She said that was there weren't those weren't all her stories. No but, facts. So, she can, so she's proven she can sing she can about sing about something. Yeah, that's not necessarily relatable. But still have that same passion mm-hmm. as though she lived it, walked you know, walked in her own shoes through the, that struggle. 
So like, Jasmine would have been great on this song. Agreed. Uh, the biggest surprise for me came on the next track with yeah. <laughs> Bono. I was so surprised. Like, I, I literally, like, yeah. he started singing. I was just like, wait, is this Bono? <laughs> <laughs> who, who did that? How did that happen? And I would I, love to have been a fly on the wall during that recording session. Like I, And just, I would like to hear where that connection came from. Facts. Like, how did that happen? Like, who made that happen? Bono on a DMX song? I would imagine... Bono felt like we felt like DMX must have reached out. I would imagine. Um, and for me, that was probably my favorite beat of the song. I think. Oh, I'm sorry, of the album. I, yeah, not beat. I, I think this is one of my favorite songs, period. For sure. On the Absolutely. album. Um, like the lyrical content, the message in the song, Bono, DMX, like that. What's so like it's like a legendary mashup you didn't know you needed. I would have never thought that those two would do a song together, especially not at this time. Maybe like Bono's Bono, but he's not what he was maybe ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Same with DMX. So for them to get together now, I feel like that was one of those things where DMX said, you know, who's that one person you want to work with that you've never worked with? And it's like Bono. I feel like that's a lot of these. Um, like somebody asked him, you know, you're working on an album. If you could get any of these people, who would you want on yeah. an album? And he threw out some names. And, and they they made it happen. Because even like the Griselda but that makes feature. Because that's New York. They're gritty. Like That to me wasn't. And I, I knew <clears throat> ahead of time that they had been in the studio um, together, so I I, antici- I was waiting for that song, and that to me made sense. Like New York drill gutter rap, like that was a and it worked well. Um, and and that, I think that's again the thing for me that I was not necessarily surprised with, but just again appreciated the fact that again. DMX was DMX was right. DMX, and I will say that was probably my. <laughs> I think his best verse of this album, mm. um, like that was him. That was vintage, classic, whatever you want to call it. That was him. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and so then we get to the next song, which I think we. This <laughs> I, I don't even know. Like oh, I was, I was thinking it was gonna be something soft, like beautiful, or something. Um, like. what was the one song of his from back in the day? Oh, and it's my jam. I can't think of the name of it. I, it's uh, it was not, and it's not the song with Cisco. Um, uh, what they really want? No, no, not no, that, I, not I that. Um, uh, it's gonna blow me if I can't figure it out. Well, <sighs> while you look for that, I will. <laughs> so we both were. How listening. it's going down? Okay. I, I, when it came on, gotcha. I was like, maybe it's going to be that same vibe. Yeah. And then he started rapping. And I'm just like, <laughs> is this supposed to be a love song? Because uh, I'm missing. I, I, don't, I don't hear that in this song. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I heard it come on. I knew Snoop was on it. And it is not at all what I thought, content-wise. No. Absolutely be. not. Um, and then we were trying to listen to it when the kids were taking a nap 
And then Courtney comes downstairs. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, no, we got to pause yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a... The, no, it was the skit was before that. Oh, yeah. So the skit was this, this, intense. This, a lot. It was a lot. Um, yeah, so I haven't listened to the full skit, and I'm okay with that. Because <laughs> uh, to your point, we, we had to skip that. Um, but the song, it, it was the song... Not what I thought was coming, but fitting for that to be kind of the gangsta thug romance version uh, of DMX. So. But in that, and for what it's worth, that's what he said. Is like this is this is how this is how I love. This is yeah. this is it. He, he did this is what you're gonna get. And if you don't like it, well, I already got what I wanted anyway. There you go. So, and then I guess just in contrast, the way. Snoop came in, all smooth, yeah. cool daddy. Like, you know, he talk his stuff all slick. And then, he, you know, he just leave. Yeah, but even his message was... No, it was still not... In, it was in line with... <laughs> uh, it wasn't a love song. It was not a love song at all. Um, so that was just... Uh, not comedic relief, but it was just... Uh, an interesting choice of song and content. Um, towards the end, the song with his son, uh, I didn't realize when, because I saw it, it said uh, on the, what do you call it, like the, the track, track listing list. info, that it said Exodus Simmons. And I was like, that's not his real name. <laughs> and then I realized it was he, his it was son. son. Um, so I thought that was really touching. It kind of had. A lot of this album had the feel of a final album without being marketed as a final album. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, for him to have passed away. Right. Like, and speaking specifically to the song, song with his son, like, you know, as a parent, <clears throat> even now you look back and you think about the things, the decisions that you make, the things that you do that impacts your child's life. And you hope you're making the right decisions. You hope you're doing the right things in hopes that you raise a good person who becomes a good person to the world, you know, productive citizen, whatever that may be, <clears throat> who is prepared for the world, who's open to have great relationships and all of that. And, um, there's been plenty of songs like this, but just to listen to him admit his faults right. in in raising his son and hoping that with his later children, he made some better decisions. But to be able to admit that he was in a place when it's, you know, when Exodus came that he wasn't ready to be a father. There was a lot of stuff going on. He battled with addiction throughout his son's life. Just all those things that, you know, on the other side of people always say this, like on the other side of 50, you realize, okay, most of my life is behind me now. And you're looking back and it's just like, if you've lived a good life, obviously you're looking back at all the great things and you're looking forward to all the rest of your life. That's full of more great things. But when you've lived a life like DMX has lived, you, you, you have to look at that and take account for your shortcomings right. and it, it, it's super vulnerable um for him to get on a song and you know speak to that for sure um so no i, I thought that was a really well it was well done 
Um, and I couldn't imagine, like, our kids reading about what our lives were like when we were young. Good night. Like, <laughs> I've done a bunch of dumb, dumb stuff. Uh, but it's not publicized anywhere. it's not publicized. And I did that with little to no money. So I can only imagine, had I had the money and resources <laughs> to do and live the life that I wanted to live, like, and then my kids have to grow up during that or hear about it and read about it afterwards. Like, that's the part that's really tough in a lot of these situations with these entertainers or celebrities that their kids, n- not enough get talked about, but what their lives and the impact that their parents' decisions have on them. Facts. Um, and so for him to, like you said, get on the song and just be transparent, like, it's fitting, and un- I'm not surprised that X would do that, but I thought it was good to hear. Uh, we finish up with the Usher track, which I thought Usher did what Usher does. Um, and then finally, the prayer, which is fitting because that's one of the most memorable things about Earl Simmons was his ability to pray. Any of his albums, like yeah. Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, I think had my favorite prayers of his on there. <clears throat> I think there's one that was either before or after Slippin', whatever album that was on. Like, I think that's Dark and Hell is Hot. Yeah. Um, it's just, again, you know the life that he lives. You know, and it's not just the image he portrays. Like, he is who he presents himself to be. 1,000%. But to have that, that image, that character, whatever, but then still have such a deep reverence and respect and love of God. Like, there is no doubt in my mind where DMX went in the afterlife. I am very positive one day I'll get to meet him up in heaven. Um, it's just, it, uh, that within itself to me made the album beautiful. Um, because again, he is who he is. He makes no apologies for it. Um, and it just, it was just touching. Agreed. Uh, so to start with the locks and ending with the prayer, um, I thought it was well put together. I enjoyed the album. Uh, it's unfortunate that this will likely be the last we'll hear unless, you know, there'll be a deluxe at some point with some of the maybe songs that didn't make it. Uh, but again, rest in heaven, Earl Simmons. But it really, because of the way in which for me it broke down to you started out really hard and you ended really soft, it prompted me to think about the impact of emotions in artists and their music. So, really where I, I guess where I wanted to go with this is we see specifically artists as entertainers, as a lot of times larger than life, as a lot of times as the Mike Jackson album was called Invincible. But Such a good album. It, uh, definitely. But they're not. like Not at all. They're humans that deal with stuff that they're unprepared for. Like, 
There's no book on how to be a parent, let alone a celebrity parent. There's no book on how to be married and stay married, especially when you're in the public eye and everything you do is scrutinized or taken out of context or just flat out lies and the stress that that has on a relationship. relationship, Um, And so, and then there's not a lot of people that you can trust to go to because you don't want to end up in In the news. You don't end up in the block. and, And I think, especially in today's society, where you have so much access to celebrity mm. that people forget that you don't necessarily, it's not, what is it? Um, they, like you feel entitled mm-hmm. to know every single thing um, a celebrity is doing or saying or, you know, all of that. And they don't have to share anything with you. Like as, mm. an, as an artist, I make my music. I talk to you about my music, you know, I go on tour, I share another part of me. If I'm an artist that does interviews, you get to see another part of me there. But beyond that, there's no real requirement of me to have an Instagram, for me to have a Twitter, for me to have a Facebook. Like if you have, like there are people that can manage my fan page and put out other little tidbits of things about me and my life, but even that stuff it's what i choose to share but now people want more 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 they want to and not just the good stuff obviously they want the dirt too so they can drag you and judge you and have an opinion on everything you do like that's why i always say like i'd be more than happy to be rich but i don't need to be famous i don't want people digging through my trash i don't want like screenshots of conversations that I had 15 years ago to pop up on, you know, social media. Like there's so many things that you have to be conscious of now as a celebrity that you didn't have to 20 years ago. Uh, So yeah, on, on its surface, I agree with you a hundred percent. There is a level of entitlement. I think one of that is, society today and the way in which it's structured and the level of access and transparency and authenticity that we expect to have from everyone but that's not reality what most people put on social media is not their real life Mm -mm. it is a image that they want to project to gain likes and attention and there's a bunch of scientific studies on what likes do to the brain and all this other stuff my struggle with the lack of access or celebrities, this, that, and others, similar to like, I'll use an example of like Kyrie Irving, who, phenomenally talented individual, like great, great basketball player. But when fans are supporting you with their financial resources, there is a level of access that they want. Specifically, when, and from, I'll go back to like artists or act, artists and creatives, especially when it's time to start promoting. Now you want to be on TV. Now you want to be on social media. Now you want to jazz up all this hype to get people to come out and support whatever it is you're doing. But at the same time, you also want the ability to shun them and be secluded. I don't think they work con- 
at the same congruently. time. Congruently. You gonna, it. Yeah, I was going to say it. <laughs> um, I don't think they were congruently. I think you have to take the good with the bad. But why? Because as a fan, if I'm going to go out and spend my money, if I'm going to go out and spend all my time and effort to support your lifestyle, I think I should be entitled to some of that. Time of, time, like, what time and effort, like... If I'm sitting down listening to an album, if I'm That you flying, would listen to anyway. Maybe not. Like, there... So, case in point, and I, I can speak for myself and I can speak for others, there's been time I've interacted with people that were creatives, and when the interaction was bad, I did not listen to them or support them anymore. Um, we actually are going to get to that to a certain extent in a little bit, but... <clears throat> People that are jerks, people that are rude, people that do things that I don't support, I don't support them. But and so again, like you're saying in in an interaction with a celebrity, how frequently are you interacting with celebrities? I mean, like never. Right. And so in that same vein, you could have caught them on a bad day. You could have caught them on a day like they just had the worst news, a bunch of bad stuff is happening, and they're trying to get from point A to point B. But there are fans, there are cameras, there are this media, all of that, when it could potentially be one of the worst days of their life. And your expectation that, uh, as a fan is for them to put all of that aside, put all of that humanity aside, and sign your autograph, cater to your desire to connect to them more. When they've put out music or they've, they've done something that makes you appreciate them as an artist, but again, there's a lack of res- uh, appreciation for peop- these people as people. Like me personally, I would love to meet J. Cole. Like I would fangirl out. I would lose it. I don't think I would pass out and cry or anything like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would lose it. Mm-hmm. And if he was rude to me, I would be pissed. You know, like I would feel away. But at the same time, I'd be like, it's okay. I'll get over it. And I'm going to still listen to his music. So stay there. So you've told me multiple times of your interactions with Wale. Yeah. That didn't impact how you view him? It did, 100%. So that's my point. But I still listen to his music. Wait. I mean, I don't listen to it avidly, but there are quite a few Wale songs that I think are super dope. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. But, but I'm not, like, out there checking like, so, for his music. So, to that point, like, I've unfollowed certain people on social media, and that's my way of pulling back my support because they're just jerks. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just disagree. I think... Do you need to stand in line for forever, signing autographs all the time? No, I'm not saying that. But I think there are certain levels of access that people expect. If I'm spending $1,000 for a backstage pass, don't let me get back there and you be a jerk. And typically, that's not the case. In situations like that, where they have obviously, people have literally paid money. They, mm-hmm. They're standing around waiting for the... Five minutes, because <laughs> that's really all you get when you spend, even when you spend that kind of money, you get five minutes, a handshake, introduce, picture. and a picture mm-hmm. for however ridiculous amount of money. Thanks. Typically, they're only doing so many of those a night, and they prepare themselves to do however many of those they have to do in the, a night. 
I'm talking about specifically your one off, you're out somewhere and you see a celebrity there in the middle of a meal and you go up to them to take a picture. They could be out with it. Like, what was that Eminem song? I'm just out eating the streets trying to feed my daughter to not come and speak fully. I'm like, yeah. The lyrics to that song, like a lot of celebrities feel that way more often than not. I'm positive. Right. I mean, I'm sure most all of them do. That's why they go in the back and they have security and all of that. I'm not speaking. So we're talking about two different scenarios. I'm talking about generally speaking, you should have access to celebrities if you are helping fund and support their lifestyle. Um, again, I don't think you should be able to run on the court. I don't think you should be throwing popcorn on them. I don't think you should be spitting on them. Yeah, that that's be... whole. That's a whole different thing. Right. But those people that pay that apparently felt I'm entitled to do this because I paid to be here. So no, I think there's levels of extreme, but I don't think as a celebrity, you just get to hide off. Or if you're like, um, who did the verses when it was just him and friends? D'Angelo. Now, if you're just out of the spotlight, cool. Be out of the spotlight. But don't stay out of the spotlight and then all of a sudden you start and you got something coming and now you want to jump up and, hey, everybody support me, support me, support me. How many interviews does Jay-Z do? Mm. Like legit interviews. He's done a, a number. He's done stuff on Letterman. We just saw him on the shop. There's a lot of clips of Jay-Z. He did the thing with Roger Goodell and the NFL. Like he's done... A decent amount. A decent, nah, bro. Like, in a year span, and I'll even go, let's go back to 444. He released 444. He did, like, three or four, like, major interviews around that. Him and Beyonce, they went on tour, and then he disappeared. Then the NFL thing happened. He did that interview. He, I think he did a couple interviews around that. And then a bunch of other things have happened. Like, he's done... This year alone, he's done like four or five major deals, more like moving a lot of money, making a lot of big player moves, and he's done how many interviews talking about them? I mean, we hear about them through usually his company and publication. I'm not sure where you're going. So you're you're saying, and Jay Z, his life is funded by fans, like mm, yes and no, to an extent, like. <clears throat> but even he, and he sold and he I don't think he's a good example for you but I'll let you continue so then Beyonce there you're talking about the best of the best Lady Gaga doesn't do a whole lot of interviews like but they do press when it's time to promote albums the only person that now if we use Beyonce like she just dropped lemon I think it was lemonade out of nowhere but most people do some kind of press or their press is their social media or their press is their websites or magazine articles like just I don't I don't I think we're maybe we are talking about different things. I'm not saying you need to do interviews every day and be on all these TV shows. What I'm saying is if you want to jump out there when it's time to promote you and you want us to support it, there has to be give and take. And I believe Jay-Z has seen that. And typically, he's put out a bunch of music this year. Not a bu- well, a bunch is relative for him. But I've seen Jay-Z a lot of places. Uh, he, they were just at the Nets game tonight. Yeah, that, seeing him in places and him talking to the press or but that, doing it's, it's different. That, it's, it is, but it isn't. 
being seen, when you're Jay-Z, you know you're going to be seen. And that's when TMZ can follow you and there's a little brief, a brief blurb or excerpt or people close to such and such are talking. Like, that happens. And he's good at it. And he's out there. When Obama was running, guess who was out? Jay-Z was out. When stuff goes down, he speaks. Um, J. Cole doesn't speak a lot, but when the album came out, we got an interlude. We heard a little bit more. He started doing the, the pro basketball league thing. The album's out. Now it's quiet. No, he's not. He's got stuff on his YouTube. He's been dropping. And see, again, we follow different things. We follow right. different people. But he, when, again. So then in that case, I'm, then I'm happy. With, then I'm good with that. That makes sense. To have, like, for what it's worth, like, Kim Kardashian's always on social media. Like. So when she drops something for Skims, that makes sense. You're always out there. Um, <clears throat> and if he's doing that and he's continuing that, then that, I think that's a good thing in general. But that's my only thing. And we've been on this probably far too long, and I don't know how engaging it is. But if you're going to be a celebrity, I think that comes with it. You're going to have to do. You're going to get people that talk to you at dinner, and there's going to be certain expectations that. You are more accessible, whether it be through OnlyFans now, which is a big thing, um, Instagram Lives, whatever it is. Like, you don't get the luxury that other people get because you got fans, and that's what they want. Um, so I don't even know how we got there because I had nothing to do with where I thought we were gonna go. No, nah, because you um, was like, I, I, nah, go ahead, it's cool. So. <laughs> My point, and where we're trying to go with it, is emotion in music, specifically music. Does it matter the headspace that an artist is in, whether it be a woman being in love or an artist being in a good place in life versus a bad place in life? And do you think one place of life makes better music than the other? Is that a question? Yeah. <laughs> um. I think obviously as a creative it, it goes hand in hand um when you're happy you sound different you look different you move different you glow different it's totally different everything about you so obviously whatever your aesthetic is that you produce is going to be different and that's not just music that's like literally art writers everything like it it matches your mood um and then when you're in a dark place, that dark place is reflected through the things that you produce. Um, I would, I, and personally, I don't say one is better than the other. Like, what was it? Um, everybody always references Mary J. Blige mm -hmm. because let's see, what's the four one one? My life and. Uh, Ugh, my mom would be so disappointed in me. She, cause she used to play this album all the time when I was a kid. Um, <clears throat> Share my world. Those three albums, like you went through some of the highest highs and the lowest lows with Mary. And a lot of people always say, then she got happy and music changed and it wasn't as good anymore. And even now, like, she got divorced. I think she's been divorced maybe a couple years now. And everybody's just waiting on an album. 
and they're waiting because they just know it's going to be fire. Keisha Cole, like, she married Booby and the music changed a little bit. I still thought it was good. Then they broke up and she been going through it with the young dude she had the baby with. And then she did the verses and that was just a hot mess. Not good. And so people waiting on the album because it's like, it's going to be fire. But she ain't dropped nothing yet. Um, there are a lot of artists that wear their emotions on their sleeves. And it's directly reflected in their music. And and then I guess depending on where you are personally in your life, the kind of music that speaks to you more. If you're in a place where, I'm not going to say you're necessarily depressed, but you're looking at your life and there's a lot of things missing from it, emotionally, you know, physically, you're probably going to relate to the songs where the people are talking about the things that you feel. Whereas when you're in a happy place in life, you don't want to listen to a bunch of sad music all the time. Like it's, it, it, it goes hand in hand. Um, so I disagree completely. <laughs> what? Um, specifically, and you use Mary as an example. I'll use a couple others. Um, I'm a, obviously a huge Joe Budden fan. I think if you, so let me preface it like this. If you make emotional music, I believe negative emotion comes off better than positive emotion. Um, Eminem, when Eminem was really down, Eminem made much better music. Um, and there's a, a couple others that I could think to that when they were even like drug rap. I'll use Jeezy. Like, I like this last album, but. Street drug dealing Jeezy was better than Rich Jeezy. I think Jay Z's transitioned probably the best. And I think that's what the, is the difference is in what you're really saying because you're talking about being able to make a certain type of music that fits a certain type of mindset versus transitioning into a totally different person altogether. Like Jay Z is one of the few artists of our generation who literally started off making drug music and now his bars now are completely different from the dude on the corner of 20 years ago. Jeezy, he just started this whole transitional thing and it's like he, what was it? Um, I can't, it was his, what was the last album before this most recent one? It wasn't Thug Motivation whatever. Was it Recession 2 or Restoration? Something, I thought it was an R. I don't have my phone. Whatever. That last album, that was still like the trappy, I sell drugs music. And then he just stopped making music. And then the next album he dropped, he's a businessman. Like there was no transition. People did not know what to expect. It was just kind of weird. Again, I appreciate the transition and where he's going. Obviously, growth is a thing as a person. You, You want to grow. You want to evolve as a person. <clears throat> but there was like no transitional music to get your mind ready for what it was he was getting ready to say to you. Whereas Jay made like four albums that helped him transition into what we see today. Like he dropped the black album and he was like, Oh yeah, I'm done. But then he came back out with the blueprint and 
although he was still talking slick about what he used to do, that's when he was just like, but let me hip you to this new stuff that I'm on. Y'all can, if y'all want to listen to OJ, go listen to OJ, but that's not what you're getting anymore. And then watch the throne. Like he wasn't talking about selling a bunch of drugs and all of that then. Real quick. So I think you're make you're really making my point. (laughs) And that, do you, I don't think anyone thinks that, I don't know, 4 4 well, that's not true. So, 4 for 4 and what else has he done? Was that his, that's not his last album. So, Magna Carta. Yeah. I believe most people think that's one of his worst albums. 4 for 4 was a good album. It wasn't Blueprint. It wasn't Reasonable Doubt. It wasn't some of these other classics of Jay. It wasn't Black Album. So, yes, you can still transition to make good music. Jay is the exception. When you use Jay-Z or Beyonce to make a point, like that's not real. Like that those people aren't the norm. That's those are random ancillary exceptions that I don't think really qualify. You use Jay-Z and I was just expounding on I said he's one of the ones that has done it best. <clears throat> but even still, old Jay-Z to me and most people I think in our age group like old Jay-Z better. They like old Jeezy better. They like old T.I. better. They like old Lupe better. They like old Kanye better. I don't like old Kanye better. So. I I mean, but again, like, and I know that's a rarity. Like, I like all of Kanye. I, so I do too, but what was the album? Like. 808s and Heartbreak? No, no, no. I know. Because we know I'm not. But, like. Kanye's not probably not. You're probably. I'll give you Kanye because Kanye's made great music. Jesus didn't love it um, the way I love the graduation, late registration, and others. But even my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, fantasy yeah. was really dope. Uh, the one he did with I think Kid Cudi, Kid Kid C Ghost, that was super dope. Really good. Wasn't as good as the first ones. Lil Wayne, same thing. A lot of people would argue Drake's early stuff before he got super successful. Even though Drake is talking that stuff now typically when you're in a tough time the hunger the grit the desire is there and you hear and feel that in the music and then you get successful you can add nelly to that you could add outcast to that to a certain extent granted love speaker box love blow was fire was great um but after that they broke up and well no because um well they went and did separate things yeah and it wasn't the same. Uh, so I think history has shown us, one, it's just t- difficult to keep up that trajectory. But as you get more successful, the hunger and passion, the skill doesn't die, but the hunger and passion does. And when you talk about female artists, we look at Meg. Like, Meg. Ain't no hot girl summer this year. Meg ain't said, <laughs> Meg quit. Basically, she's been partying. <laughs> she came, she dropped, now. yeah, party. She dropped the album, won all the awards, and now she out. She ain't featured nowhere. I ain't heard Meg do nothing but be on the internet. Um, for what is with Cardi? Like, she'll drop a, ver- a feature here and there, but for as hard as she worked to get to that point, I think she's only put out, what, one studio one, album? One studio album. But she got in, in her situation, and... We get features. We ain't getting no albums. We ain't getting another album out of Cardi. And and it's not, in, in my personal opinion, it's not going to be as good. 
I just I, mean, I don't think I it's think gonna it'd be as be good. Really hard to be as good, but her features let lead me to believe she can still put out a good album. But for whatever reason, we ain't got it. So I think even DMX is another one that it was obviously it's refreshing to hear the positive aspects of his life. But once we got to like Great Depression and some of those other albums, it just wasn't the same. Now, <clears throat> he was going through a ton, but I just think it's different. Um, so, I want these people as humans to be happy. <laughs> but as a connoisseur a of their music, uh, maybe I wish they weren't as rich or as happy or as in love. So you want them to be miserable? So that they'll keep making good music for you, the fan who wants access to everything. Yes, that's a fair assessment. Do you? But again, do you hear how and selfish that sounds? That's, that what, sounds that's what I am as a awful. fan. What do you mean? If that's, I could do it, I would, but I can't. Like so, okay. when I became a fan of yours, this is why I became a fan because you sounded and talked. This but way. why can't? And so again, my question for you is. As a fan of this person, mm-hmm. why can't you be happy with them and evolve with them and your appreciation for the art that they put out for you? Because it's not as good. Why isn't it as good? I don't know. Because don't you want the, no, but that's the thing. You want them to stay. No. And it, can, that's exactly what be, it sounds like. You can be happy, <sighs> but rap happy better. No, but no, because you literally just said that person you know that sounds this way when they're happy isn't the same person that they are when they're upset or pissed or they got all the money or you know they didn't have any money or whatever you so you want them to go broke and then have the hunger all over again i don't know but i'll tell you this when J. Cole got on that album and started talking that trash because he feel like he'd been disrespected, I tell you, I liked it. But again, so for me, as a fan of J. Cole from way back... It's not what he said, it's how he said it. But to me, it's like, I'm, I appreciate how he said it, but he's been saying it for the last but 10 it years. it didn't hit the same way. But you ain't been listening to him. It ain't him. just me that's saying that. But those Everybody that's people, been listening to this J. Cole is like, yo, he talking. But uh, so again, but those are the same people who didn't like KOD. Those are the same people who felt a way about um, 2014 Forest Hill Drives. So Pe- you're making my point. I'm not making your point. The, song, the music was better when he got angry and started talking that stuff the way he's talking it, which is why more people are listening. The fans, you're always going to love it. But for us, those of us who wasn't really feeling him, now we feel it. You weren't feeling him, but you never really listened to him before. I did listen to it, and I didn't like it. I what mean, did you listen to? I okay. It's not that I didn't like Go it. Go ahead. But Explain it yourself. Was forgettable for me. In relation to the other stuff that was available, I li- I've listened to almost every J. Cole album at least once because I recognize who he is and all the hype that surrounds him. That's not extent. true because when I played one song for you off of Cold World, um, you had never heard that song. Okay. You so, didn't know that he did a song with Drake? Like, they're, I didn't. They're, I've so, listened to it and I forgot about it. Like, okay, that right. happens. My first, the first, I remember Lights, Please. So mm-hmm. I've listened to Cole since then. That freshman class, I've listened to most all of them. Uh huh. However, over time, stuff gets forgettable. I listened to it once. Eh, didn't hit me. 
I move on. Right, because you want artists to sound the same. No, I don't. It, that's bas- that's what you're saying. If you can't Ross make the same it, sound. Time. No, because Wayne don't sound like Jeezy, and Jeezy don't sound like Luda, and Luda don't sound like Rick Ross. No, what but I'm... But I liked all of them. What I liked I, Cassidy. I like Jay-Z. I like the Nas. What I'm saying is you like an artist to sound a way, and if they don't sound that way consistently... You don't mess with them, regardless of whether they're a better person, they're doing more for the community, they they're living better I don't lives. Care about any of that. You're right. right. You Not want them music. to right. You can want them to continue to make a certain sound for you to still be pleased with them as a fan. I think that's how most <clears throat> fans view music. Well, then that means mo- to me personally, that means most fans are trash. Like so I don't we're trash <laughs> because we liked you better when you made better music. No, you're trash because you or liked you them better passion. when they were in a bad place making. They made better music then. So go back to the trash place so that you can make better or music. Figure out a way to make the real good music from a or the 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 music you made then from a better headspace. Mm-hmm. Like. Even Most people in, can't do that, though. It, it, well, that's a them issue. No, I mean, like, but that's even this, like, the majority the Jay's, of people. Jay's verses for this year, they sound, he say some cool stuff, but they sound lazy. I did not like his flowing delivery on the, whatever the Nas song is, off the Khaled album. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't love his flowing delivery on the X album. Mm-hmm. I did like the the Black Panther song he did with Nipsey. Mm-hmm. But even that flow, it was, it was lazy to me. He was saying some stuff. He had his cadence right, but... It, it was lazy. It I don't was, even it, understand what that means. Explain that to us, please. So... We want to know. What does that mean? It sound like... I'm just... I rolled out of bed. I'm, I'm just going to go do this because I'm talented. It didn't sound like... <clears throat> if I don't write... The, if this song don't hit, I'm not getting out the streets. But why? Do, he's not in the streets no more. But that's more. my point. That's the urgency. That's the delivery. That's the passion that I'm talking about. You need. You don't. You shouldn't have to need that throughout yes, you your should. whole career. That fire should never go out. That passion. That intensity. DMX for the most part still had it. But even that, it was kind of like exhausted on this last album. And he still tried to go there, but it went, wasn't the same X. Jada Kiss and his. It's not it. He he still spit. Yeah, because they're old this. now. You, they out of breath. Like you, you do. So you're making my point. So it's not the same. That's why we like the older stuff because no. the passion was there. No, I okay. So the difference between you and I is I like lyrics. I like a good wordplay. I like anything to me. Not anything because they're just yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like things that sound good and not. I'm not going to say cadence and delivery isn't a huge issue for me, but if you're over a nice beat and you're flowing well to said beat, but not only are you flowing well to said beat, but what you're saying is fire. I don't care if you don't have the same burning desire for success now than what you'd had 20 years ago. Cause what you're saying to me is more important than how well your delivery is. You listen to, oh, you don't listen to, but people listen to, like, Migos. And, like, I like Lil Baby. Like, he, I am a fan. But I would really appreciate if I understood more of what he was saying in his lyrics. But you, you got to keep listening. I, I do listen. 
But you, I do. So and so, so that and then like money bag yo, like I like him. So when we listen, that's why <clears> I listen to that their album. And you, I agree with you. I wish he articulated and enunciated better. But if by your standard, if you're talking about what people are saying, if you read, and that's why I did, I wanted to read what he was saying. He's talking, and he is. But for me. If delivery is an issue, the fact that I that I have to read your lyrics while I'm listening to them to understand what you're saying, to understand that you you flowing, like to me that's a problem. But to you, that's passion. And that's not true. I'm, I haven't referenced Lil Baby as some as a go to of these people. Uh huh. I tell you, I liked Old Wayne better when Wayne was Carter one, two, three, four. I liked Fifty Cent, um, Get Rich or Die Trying better. Then what? The massacre? Yeah, for what it's worth. Why? It was better. Why? The content was better. That the passion, the because the, the massacre the, the, came out not that long after Get Rich or Die Trying, and he wasn't on like he's on now. No, but and, and I 50, would say the massacre was probably his last good album. Mm. And after that, he still was making music. Oh, we'll just have to agree to disagree. Okay, I'll be right. You you you're not right though. Y'all can tell a... me uh, if I was right, and if you like music where people are really happy go lucky and twiddling their thumbs, or if you like them passionate and fighting for their next meal. And <laughs> fighting fighting for, for their next meal yeah. though, right? It's like better. that's ridiculous. It's not. The that music is, is absolutely better. ridiculous. <sighs> this all right? You entitled fans. It would be the reason why people stop making music. They're not going to stop making music. I'm if not, it's what you love, it shouldn't matter whether the fans are there or not. But that's the thing. Like, even so J. Cole. Really, so, even J. Like, most recently, we were listening to J. Cole talk about his determination to make this, this album or to put out any music after this. It's like, I have done pretty much everything I set out to do. I've topped all the chart. I've sold out shows all over the world. Like, I've done it. So what's my driving motivation at this point? At this point, it's to see how much better I can do it or have I really dug as deep into my bag as I possibly can as an artist, as a rapper, as a lyricist, whatever, and put out something that I really, really, like, love. This is it. Like, all of that. That is the natural, and then for what it's worth, that's the natural evolution of a person, period. Whether you're an artist, whether you're a doctor, a scientist, a teacher, whatever. You get to a point where if you've achieved every goal that you set, you look and you're like, well, I need something to help motivate me to continue to do this thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Have I reached a point where... Do I, I want to do something else now? Or is there still something in me that I haven't gotten out yet? That's not going to sound like the person who was hungry 20 years ago. Well, for whatever reason, that brought out a hungry J. Cole. Because, don't take my word for it. <clears throat> read the reviews. Read the internet. They felt differently about this album than they have his previous albums. And we can disagree on why that is, but it sounded different. Okay. We agree to disagree. I win. You don't Uh, win! I did win! How do you win? Like, this wasn't a win or lose thing. You gave me 
Baby J called. We saw that basically he's been people. His whole point was, you I'm that guy. You're not giving me credit. And the way I've been telling hurt. y'all, the way I've been explaining it to y'all in my music, y'all wasn't getting it. So let me say it differently. Yeah. And now people got it. Thanks. Oh, okay. Writing, moving right along. So we uh, had a versus rematch in the spirit of things going and getting older and people <laughs> coming back. And it was live at Live. Uh, Timbaland and Swiss Beats redid the original verses. I did not watch the original verses. Didn't know what it was at the time that it came out. There was actually a couple that happened that I did not know um, what they were and that they happened. So I would, I guess, need to go back and see them. Um, but live in Miami, there were some people that came out for the show. I was not sure what to expect, given that neither Timbaland nor Swiss necessarily raps or sings, but they're definitely much more in the producer bag, uh, so to speak. So Timbaland came out and I think it was Fendi, um, Fendi or Versace, one of them, a shirt, short. No, not Tom Ford. No, um... Timbaland? Oh, no, yeah, Timbaland had Fendi on. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, and so he looked hot, and, <laughs> and he was sweating through. I was surprised at the level of... And I, obviously, they're, they're friends, they're business partners, but Swiss was talking a lot. He um, was talking big trash. Rather aggressively. The whole night. Uh, the whole night. I think a lot of that was in fun and in competition towards Timberlake, towards Justin Timberlake. Fire! I don't know, and I actually, and I I'm I, sorry. Go I ahead. Say, afterwards, <laughs> he seemed to kind of maybe it was the alcohol that was in him because he seemed afterwards. I think it was the next day he kind of extended a, an olive branch, so to speak, that to Justin. Whenever you're ready, come on to to verses. So I still think he feels he needs to come to verses, um, but. The way in which he talked the night of the verses. It was um, disrespectful. It was it was very disrespectful. Like, the one part, like, he called him out, and then he did the song, and he put his middle finger up. Every like, time a Justin Timberlake song got played, Swiss had a response. And it was, and I'm, it started to get uncomfortable, especially, and I'm sure it was uncomfortable for Tim, because he works with them a lot. And so, so for me, it was super confusing, because I had this whole conversation with my sister, like... If you scroll back through both of their timelines, Swiss was in the studio with Justin. Like, Justin's working on a new album, so he was there with Timberland and Swiss. So it's like, are you upset because something else is going on? Are you upset because he won't do verses? And, and that's another thing. I mean, a I lot of people think it's because he won't do verses. A lot of people feel like white folks shouldn't be on verses, though. I don't, I think, so I think that's true and I think that's, context matters. Do I think they think John Mayer or Bono <laughs> or Britney Spears? Not John Mayer and Bono. Someone like that needs to be on versus? Nah, probably not. Doesn't really resonate. But white folks who are for the culture? White folks that profit exponentially off of the culture owe it to the culture to give back. And that kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier with celebrities and access. If black people have supported you, you need to come do what black people are doing. And that's versus. Especially when it sounds like 
they've been reaching out to you on more than one occasion. And why he hasn't done it, I don't know. Um, I would be, I would love to hear that conversation as to what the conversation was. And my belief is, I'm guessing at that time when they were all in the studio, naturally, a versus conversation probably happened because you got the two versus founders there with you. And depending on how you responded to that versus invitation could make someone feel a certain type of way. And so I agree. I think it was awful for Timbaland, awkward for Timbaland. However, he ain't saying nothing else to like refute it or we working on something or just give it time or he did nothing to ease Swizz's frustrations. Go ahead. So, and again, this is, you know, I'll play devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. You say he does things to profit off the culture, but he doesn't do anything for the culture. Like, specifically the verses. I mean, okay, okay, for specifically the verses. If he doesn't want to do it, then he just doesn't want to do it. But that's my point. So it's why should it be okay? Choice. Why should it be okay for other artists to say no? And because you're he white, can't. it doesn't matter. It, oh, but it does. It definitely does. To me. So the fact that he supports the a lot of the not necessarily Black Lives Matter stuff, but he's been super involved in like the George Floyd stuff with Breonna Taylor stuff going on down in Memphis, super involved in that kind of thing. The all of the artists that he works with, a lot of those artists are people from Memphis, like black artists, puts people on, he supports his community and always has. But the fact that he won't do versus his beef. Apparently, Swiss Beast. So. <laughs> I think that's ridiculous. I we just we disagree again. I that you can <clears throat> one all that stuff you just named. You it it that should just be a human reaction. Like you shouldn't be doing that because they're black. You should be doing that because they're talented. Like don't give me a job just because I'm black. I'm not saying he's doing it just because, because they're black. But then then all of what you said doesn't matter. Like, he put on black artists. No, he put on artists that could do their job well. Now, if he's skipping over white artists for black artists to give them a chance, then that's a different conversation. Which I'm sure he does because, again, most of the people, like Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids, like that whole outfit, most of those artists are black. But you told me he was raised with black people. He, well, he was raised around so black culture. Naturally. So, so he's raised around black culture. He's profited off of black culture. He The least he could do is try and put some black culture on, especially if y'all are making music or doing business together. So why wouldn't you go do verses when versus calls? Because it, maybe he just doesn't want to, or he's got a conflicting schedule or whatever. Stop. Don't do that. A conflicting schedule for one night to do verses? He that busy? I'm not saying that those are the exact reasons why. Versus been why. going on over a year. Right, and there's plenty of artists that I can think of that have said no, they don't want to do it. That so, are on his level, that are white. I, oh, no, I'm just saying His artists, race matters period. in this conversation. But I think that's stupid. I think that's really dumb. Personally. And, and I mean that respectfully, I guess. I don't know. So, okay. I'm not going. I, I can't do that. <laughs> like, 
I don't. I, I have no idea how you just how you exclude the fact that he's white. He's grown up around black people. He's gotten embraced by black people. He's you said looked out for black people, but he doesn't want to do verses. There's plenty. I'm of... I'm pretty sure when his because Men in Woods to me sucked, but if he if he's gonna go on tour, at some point, if he's gonna do more, excuse me, more music. Versus seems like the fitting platform. That's what most people do. They do verses, and then they drop an album or they drop a single because it's a big stage. So I mean, there for the is caliber no of reason for him to not do verses to me. So for the caliber of artists that they're getting, like most of them aren't people who've been super in the spotlight over the last couple years, anyway. Like. With the exception of the producers, like, a lot of artists say no just because they don't want to do it. They don't need to do it. They don't need the publicity or the promotion or anything like that. They're getting B-listers, basically. We'll, we'll put it that way. That are popular. They have a following, a fan base, people that love them. And they can reach in a bag of... Before Six, seven switch, albums. Before the switch to Triller, <clears throat> they was getting Snoop, DMX. They was getting Jada, Fab. Right. They was getting... So, when was the last Fab album that you listened to? Album? I'm not sure. But he just had a Vegas residency not that long ago. Right. And, and no disrespect to his residency. But when was what was the last Jada Kiss album you listened to? Mm. He had one fairly recently, actually. You listened to it? I listened... Yeah, I listened to it. <laughs> but you can't remember no, when it came out. I mean, I can't remember J. Okay. Cole's album, so... But that's different. You don't, you don't really listen to J. Cole. He, they had... So, Keisha Cole and Ashanti, their last albums. They still had been... Ashanti was just on Wayne's album. And she's been... She's done other stuff. When was her last hit on Top 100 Billboard? I, mean, I have no idea. So, again, like, it's not that they're not getting people who are worth so, watching. So, what you're saying is they should have done Jeezy and Gucci because they hadn't had recent hits. No, that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is there is so a certain... So, when they had certain... Nelly, they shouldn't have had them because they hadn't been making music recently. Can I finish my point? I'm asking a question. What I'm saying is they is more... Obviously, they can get those people. But they're getting people who aren't putting out music right now. Like Nelly dropped, no, who was it? Jeezy um, dropped the album right after the Gucci battle. Mm -hmm. You didn't even like the album. I think I heard you I listen didn't say to it. I didn't like it. You, I said it wasn't as good as old stuff. You, exactly. You didn't really like it. I think I've heard you listen to it like once. Maybe. And I listen to a bunch of music when I'm not around you. What do you. Stop. Okay. Stop. All I'm saying is that there, it's not like they're getting the A list. Like, there's never probably going to be a little baby versus. There's probably never going to be a Meg the Stallion versus. There's she doesn't have 20 songs. Baby don't got 20 songs. What do you mean? <sighs> Those are the people that are super hot right now that but don't they need don't the publicity. Have 20 songs. That don't need the publicity. They don't that... have 20 songs. There are other artists that are out that are super popular like that who? have. Who has 20 songs? <sighs> 20 hits. 
Not just 20 songs. But at this point, they're not just doing hits because we've watched verses and they've played songs that we didn't know. The majority of the people are playing hits. When Earth, Wind, and Fire did their joint. Earth, Wind, and Fire. And the Isley Brothers. Brothers, You're talking about people who had careers for 50 years. You have to have a long career to have 20 hits. That's what you're missing. You want him to do a Moneybag Yo versus? Moneybag Yo don't got 20 hits. He hasn't been doing it long enough to do that. Justin Timberlake has. Mm-hmm. Jeezy has. Gucci has. Um, T-Pain has. Lil Jon has. Scott Storch has. The P- Luda has. Nelly has. The people that they get, you got to have 20 hits worth of songs that people ain't going to watch. Nelly didn't have 20 hits. Nelly did have 20 hits. Those, all of those songs were not hits. <laughs> all of those songs were not hits. Okay, they were right. good songs. They so weren't hits. And I didn't watch the SWV and whoever the other girl group was. Who was that? But you're making my point. Like but these I'm are pretty, people. I think that was a after Triller, right? That wasn't on Apple Music. No, yeah, that was after Triller. So Escape after Triller, is the Escape. name of the group that's so, escaping you. Yeah. So after Triller, we got the Raekwon and Ghostface. We got the Method and Red Man for 420, which that was a better list. But I agree. When you start talking B-listers, sorry, Method and Red, then a B-list to me. <laughs> like, you can hate me all you want. They're not on the level of Snoop Dogg, DMX, and a lot of those other people that came before them. Raekwon, again, not on that level. But um, he had 20 hits. He did, but you got to have a catalog. That e, When you got E-40 and Too Short, you got 20 hits. You got people that have longevity in the game. You know how long you got to be in the game to have 20 hits or 20 popular songs, even if it's not Billboard number one, that when someone turns it on, they're like, I know that song. I, I remember that. Or John Legend, Alicia Keys. Like, the younger popping artist today that's on your top 100 – they ain't got that. Mm-hmm. So you can't put them on the platform or their brand one, their their handlers are going to be like, don't do it because you don't got 20 hits. And when we expose <clears throat> when it's exposed to the world and that big of a platform that you ain't got 20 hits, that's bad publicity. Bad publicity. And you don't want that. Not when you, you're hot right now. Um, so, you, no, we won't see a Meg. We won't see a Cardi. But we had a Brandy and Monica. And it was great. You didn't even watch it. I did watch some of it. And I listened to it. I could hear when you was watching it. Well, duh. I was editing I, a pod. You were, we weren't even doing the podcast yet. Why was I, I was upstairs. No. Was, no was we weren't even doing the when podcast was yet. When was it? Look at you I just was, lying to the people. working on Lying time, to the people. Listen, when Brandy and Monica. Ah, oh, I'm sorry, y'all, because he did not watch that with me. My did, daughter watched it. You, you were downstairs. It. Me and Courtney were upstairs in our bedroom jamming, and you would not watch it with me. You told me before it even came on. I'm not watching that. I don't want to listen. The same reason you I didn't... did not want to watch it, but I did listen to it. And I know it was beefing, and it was really awkward at certain parts, and then they did the song together at the end. Boy, stop. That didn't happen? It did happen, but I told you that it happened. And then and we, I, was, I had started watching it with you because Monica was wearing the Fendi little jumpsuit joint. Bruh, you know that because it was all over the internet. It was not. So it was on the internet where I was looking? I'm sure it was. Where? You were on Instagram. 
You did crazy. not watch that verse. I did not watch you. the whole verses. I agree, but I watched portions and I heard it, which is why I just gave you multiple things that occurred. Because I told you about no, you it afterwards. Not. Oh my god! All right, we're moving on. Stop lying to the people. We're moving on. It was not during our podcast time, but I did watch some of it as I just <sighs> detailed to you all. So okay. Um, the last thing we got because what has become the norm for us. We don't have a clock. <laughs> I have no idea where we are on time, so hopefully we're doing okay. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go to this last thing because I think it's enough time, and I don't want things to go wrong. So the important part is of this is we talked about different artists, and we talked about their personal lives. We've talked about the the type of music that they make, and depending on how they're feeling. So, the, what do I want to say? How do I want to phrase this? Um, how do I want to phrase it? So, can you separate the artist from the art? And I think the prime example that we have <laughs> is R. Kelly, who, if he was in the verses, would wipe the floor with a ton of people. But I would not watch that. Because of the artist. He is a nasty man. He's and one, he's not singing to me. He's not singing to grown women. He's singing to little girls. Period. So you're putting yourself in his brain. And you're thinking for him. I'm not. I'm just going off of what I see. I've listened to Sam Smith. And there's a bunch of male artists that are not singing to women. Yeah, okay. When I think about singing a love song, I'm thinking about singing it to a woman. But regardless, if you're another artist, you're singing to people of a different culture. I don't <laughs> care personally who you're singing to. For me, if you are talented, I will support you. There are women, there are women and men that are murderers, drug dealers, domestic violence offenders, in some cases pedophiles. And they make great music. They write great music. And I think we know where you stand. I would be curious to know what where your level is. Um, because you're a huge Chris Brown fan. And he has his history. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm a Justin Bieber fan. He has said some things in the past. Probably shouldn't have, he should not have said. There's a bunch of artists that have beat murder raps. There's a bunch of artists that rap about the people that they've killed. And the drugs that they've sold and the lives that have been ruined because of it. So, where is the line? Is it, you can rap about everything, but if you rap to young girls, I'm out. Like, where? what is your standard? I mean, I guess... I don't think I've ever thought about it in that context. What's the hard line for me? Like, I can support an artist. Mm, I guess until, with the exception of R. Kelly. (laughs) R. Kelly is just a hard no for me on every level. Even though it's generally hypocritical. Fine. I'll be a hypocrite in this instance then. I'll, I'll eat that. Um... The whole Chris Brown, Rihanna thing. Uh, 
I was pissed when I heard about it, obviously, all those years ago. But I think what also gets, what is frequently failed to mention, all those people who accused him later, he's been exonerated. Like, all these people who said that this happened or this happened or that happened, and then it comes back, it didn't happen. It didn't happen or they settled? It didn't happen. Ever. None of his allegations, any of them. With the exception of Karuchi... I don't actually know how to pronounce her name. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, where she successfully was able to get a restraining order against him. All of the other times that he's been accused of abusing or domestic violence or anything like that, it, it, the case either fell apart or something happened to prove that he didn't really do it. Like the chick who said she held him host- he held her hostage. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Like that was all over the news for mm-hmm. like a week. And then when it came out, that's not what really happened. Nobody reported on that. I mean, that's... Like, that's That's ridiculous to me. Um, Um, Go ahead. Let you finish. Is, like, murdering... I don't think that... I I can't think of people that I listen to have murdered somebody. Like, they... So... And I I don't think I'll... Well, we make it famous enough (laughs) that one day... This stuff could come back to bite us. But my belief is that... Most of the rappers we listen to. Most of the rappers that we listen to, if they did not pull the trigger... They orchestrated the pulling of the trigger. They orchestrated it in some form or fashion. Um, Joe Budden has said allegedly many times he was responsible for many breaking and entering. And see, and that's the thing, too. I guess... the. Maybe the hard line for me is a conviction in the court of law, I guess. R. Kelly don't got that. But it's already been proven that he did it. Like, But he doesn't. You said a conviction in the court of law. I already told you that R. Kelly is my exception. And if that makes me a hypocrite, okay. then it makes me a hypocrite. So Bobby I don't Smurder understand. has a conviction. So when Bobby drops, you're not listening to Bobby. I guess. I don't know. Like, I listened to that one song. I can't think of the name of it. And I listened to it casually, and then everything happened, and I ain't thought about it. T.I. got a ton of convictions. And I don't really listen to him no more. He was listening to him when he was still getting convictions. Yeah, those were gun charges. I'm all right with gun charges. People got to protect themselves. So, okay. Perfect. I'm glad glad we're there. So, T.I. has a bunch of allegations going on right now. Yeah, it's crazy. With women. Right? Yeah. Held them hostage, kidnapping, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. You completely out on T.I.? If that turns out to be true and all of that, yeah. Because that's gross. So, the very same standard that you're using for R. Kelly, which I know you keep saying that he's different, but what I don't understand is how he's different from someone like T.I. I mean, and T.I. to me is much worse. A big portion of it is because they're underage girls. It's a, it's a. So you, when you, you didn't date anybody over eighteen until you got to (laughs) eighteen. Okay then. Thank you very much. We all went to high school with girls that was dating older men. That is rape. Really? It's you can't do this. Oh man! Well, you gotta pick in that con- in that context, then no, I didn't date older men when we were in high school. So, up until you were eighteen, 
you never had any involvement, any kind of instances where you were someone over 18. Correct. Okay. Let me tell you, you are in the minority. Oh. We have a bunch of friends. Some of them are married today. Yeah, yeah. That when they met, they were not on equal footing as far as age goes. <laughs> not even close. Kylie was running around with Tiger for a long time as a child. And I thought that was gross. I didn't uh, understand that at all. I didn't either. For, and I, I'm not even going to say that because he can't defend himself. But Aaliyah was associated with a number of men. When she was young. And there's a bunch of other women that have dated and been with older men. So, I I don't get your stance on someone that doesn't fit any of your criteria, but you just don't like the man. That's fine. <laughs> Not that I just don't like you, him. It, that's the only re- reason you have is you just don't like him. He hasn't been convicted of anything. Then why uh, is he in jail? He's awaiting trial. Do you know how this trial system works? That's the only reason why. They they, because he's a flight risk, they won't give him bail. They think they have a good case, but if their case was that iron shut, why hasn't he gone to trial yet? He did the interview with, I don't think it was, was it Gail King? He did the interview with whoever. Yeah, it was Gail. That was well, that was before the pandemic. Yeah, it was. And so he's just The only reason he got off the first. He's supposed to have a right, that, doesn't matter because you said if there's no conviction, it don't matter. And we got a bunch of people that beat cases that they shouldn't have beat. OJ being the first. And Karma caught up. To, I don't believe in Karma, but he got his. That's because he was stupid. He was. Very. Go ahead and make your point, Ray. I mean, my points are made. You made my point. <laughs> for me. Um, I believe, for me personally, I separate the artist from the art. If you make. Great music. If you make, if you can act really well, uh, if the Cosby Show came on tonight, I would watch it. And there's a conviction there. If other shows came on, I'd watch them. If certain artists' music come on, I'm gonna listen to it if I like it because the songs are dope. Um, so. That's our show. I know we're really close on time. I appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Um, We look to be back with you guys here shortly. We are continuing to work on a lot of different things. So continue to like, share, and subscribe to The Bond Chronicles on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. And as I have been passionately working on a way to close us out properly, I would appreciate your feedback on our new outro. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That, in life, things happen, as we've talked about today. You have the power to choose what you do, choose wisely, and always bet on you. Until next week. Bye.